Warning, this is an adult-oriented podcast about really perverse things like communication and consent. If you are under 18 and looking for answers to questions about sex or kink, please visit scarletteen.com. For the dude bro listeners, this is the nerdy shit. Fuck off! Man whore, man whore, everybody wants to be a man whore. Man whore, man whore, a man whore on Lala's land. Hey, welcome to Lala's land. This is Lala with her guest. It's Count Boogie from Perverted Podcast. Hey, Count. Why, hello, Lala. How are you this fine evening that we were recording? I'm so good. It's so good to hear your voice. We met once briefly. Do you remember? Yes. No, not at all. <laughs> not, not, not even close. <laughs> That's all right. Give me, give me some descriptive of that moment. Um, we, the Gotham Press podcast came and visited you while you were recording. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Did, I, I remember you guys trying to come, and then you guys broke down in the middle of nowhere with coyotes and tumbleweeds and shit. And then, you know, you had to like, you know, one of you had to die. I forget who it was so you could eat. And, and then you made it the next week. Yeah, that, that was hardcore. But we did, and we were there. But hey, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about sex. Want to talk about sex? Yeah. Am I supposed to be touching myself during this? I would love it if you would touch yourself. And if you moaned or groaned a little bit, I, I think everyone would appreciate that. So if I just went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you sound like? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm in front of a Starbucks right now recording into Zencaster. So I just, you know, I got to, I can't, you know, do the full throw my, you know, self back into it. You know? Okay. Yeah. You're not in Starbucks, are you? No, no. Come on. COVID, bro. We're outside. <laughs> okay. Stuck okay. in their free Wi-Fi. All right. We're going to start out a little tame. Here we go. Maybe these are all going to be tame. Um, have you named your package? And if so, are you willing to share that with us? I name my package sometimes useful, sometimes annoying, sometimes dead, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes sadness. Sometimes happy. Okay. So it just the mood. Is it's just the mood. I mean, as long as my package is going in you, Lala, uh-huh. that's that's really the goal. You, I don't care if you call it fucking top ramen. It's, it's as long as it's working. I'm <laughs> Got good. It. Got it. Which is a great name for a penis, by the way. You're all, excuse me, top ramen. Who doesn't love top ramen? Right. Top ramen. That that's that's It will forever be deemed top ramen now. No, but it's in, well, in my case, it's probably top ramen because when you get it out of the package, Mm -hmm. it's hard. And then when you soak it, it gets soft, which kind of is like me sometimes, which is pretty dismal. (laughs) I'm old, but Viagra, Lala, Viagra is good. Yeah, you could name it Viagra. I could, but I think there's some copyright infringements. Oh, damn. Can you imagine like some lawyer, like, I'm like, yeah, that's right, bitch. You like Viagra, don't you? You like (laughs) Viagra. And some lawyers like, I'm sorry, sir, but we're going to have to serve you with these papers. You are not allowed to call your penis Viagra during intercourse at any time. Oh, my gosh. And yes, I am Jewish, so I can get away with that. Okay. Good to know. All that is good to know. Um, can you tell me besides top ramen, what turns you on the most during sex? So like what gets you hard and keeps you hard while you're having sex? Lala, that is actually a fantastic question. Um, for me, it's participation. If somebody can be present in the moment and I feel that somebody is open to their experience, whatever they're, you know, whatever, every sex session has like some little goal to it. It's either arousal, it's either orgasm, it's connection, it's chemistry. But as long as my partner and I can sense they're present, that's literally the thing I'm the most interested in. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that answer. So if you were to put your partner in a position all bound up and tied up where they can't really move or help you out, does that turn you on still because you are the ultimate controller or they can't really be present and help. Right. Cause they're both stuck. Well, I mean, you can be present in whatever experience of kink you're doing, whether it's bondage, whether it's wax play, fire play, knife play, needle play, any uh, puppy play, pet play. Um, 
all of those things, you can be present whether or not you're actually physically moving. It's it's really the mindset more than the position. So yeah, there's times where bondage, where it's a role play, like an interrogation scene or something where they're fighting against something or just they'd like to be tied up and fucked, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've just recently heard that there's a thing called fetish cycles. Have you heard of that? Like little bicycles that spit out <laughs> fetishes while you ride? No, more like, like you're if- like cru- cruising over, you know, like some foot, you know, stuff, you know, gonna spit out some latex, you know, hey, I'm into rubber down Venice Beach. Not fetish cycles. What the fuck is a fetish cycle? Like, so if you like multiple fetishes, they they go in cycles. So maybe one week you're really into the bondage, or maybe a year, or maybe two years, and then you you get out of that and you go into like liquid latex. Oh, okay. I no, I surely um, I guess you would call that kink cycles uh, the same as fetish cycles. To me, there's a difference between a fetish and a kink. Whereas is a fetish is you're obsessed with the thing. Okay. And the kink is you like the thing attached to the person. So like if you're into latex, it doesn't really matter about the person. You're into latex. And if you're specifically fetishizing bondage, it doesn't matter who you have tied up. You just want to tie someone up. Uh, but um, the kink ties them together. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The kink okay. kink kind of seems, at least to me, everyone's got a goddamn definition for everything. But to me, I definitely relate to kink cycles because there is, especially when you're learning or exploring something, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, I'm really into bondage and I'm watching all these videos and I'm learning how to do these different ties. And then I'm working with my partners to see if they work. And it's kind of an exploration. Um, and then you're like, OK, well, I suck at bondage, so I'm sick of that. So let's <laughs> go back to fire play, you know, or you know, impact play. Because, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I definitely, I, I've definitely traveled through cycles. Like for a while I was into blood play and tapping veins and, and stuff like that. And so I was learning all that. And I had partners that were really into that, even though I'm super squeamish, but it's like, fuck it, let's do it anyway. Yeah. I'm yeah, really yeah. squeamish. How did you get past that? Well, I mean- I'm, I'm squeamish when I think about blood. Uh-huh. I'm not squeamish around blood. So, like, as a first responder, uh-huh. if there's blood all over the place, I don't think because I have a job and a goal and a mission. So, but afterwards, when I start thinking about blood and rolling veins and shit like that, I just feel like ice, like right now, like my elbows bending and, yeah. you know, so yeah. I can't talk about it, which is, which makes it hard to learn stuff. Right. Like, if you want to read up about stuff, it's hard. But when I'm in the moment, yeah, yeah, blood is, I, you know, it's it's a great, great connecting type of play. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I'm feeling that eee, feeling. Um, so let's let's move off for that. Um, we were talking about having sex at Starbucks, not really, but um, <laughs> have you ever had sex in a public place in a crowded, like vanilla setting, like a dance club or a bar or a concert? Well, I mean, I used to be in a punk band called Potty Trained, and I wore dresses and skirts and stuff like that, but I never had underwear on. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in public, women would play with my dick all the time because I was always whipping it out on stage. Oh. So, I remember once I stirred a drink with my dick. Oh, my God. And I, like, walked up to a table, and I lifted my little skirt, and I'm like, yeah, and I stick my dick in a drink, and I spin it, and I walk back, and it was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and I found out later that that was some dude's drink who went to the bathroom. Oh, no. And they didn't tell him. Oh, no. And I'm like, that is awful. That's awful funny. <laughs> I totally thought it was the chick's drink. Like, wouldn't, I would tell, I'm like, I'll buy you another goddamn drink. It was a show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was awful. I just that's, that's the first time I've ever admitted that. So so that was a vanilla setting though, right? And you're just flaunting yourself. Yeah, it was well it, vanilla-ish, you know, there was definitely, you know, some shenanigans. But uh yeah, no, I've done I've done public things. I, I'm not 
obviously public dungeons and things like that. I've I've done lots of sex stuff in. Yeah, but not like a vanilla setting. Yeah, I mean, hidden, secret. You know, once again, there's that whole involving people in your kink. Try to keep it on the down low. I've done a lot of things in cars and parking lots. You know, like a lot of spankings where, you know, you have someone lay over your lap. And then you spank them and finger them because they that you can't see them, you know, under the view of the car window and stuff like right. that. Yeah. And then vibrators and, you know, remote control, things like that. I've done that stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, those are my questions. So at this time, let's um let's welcome the rest of our co-hosts for the Gotham Prescott podcast. From Bakersfield to Mount Olympus, Gotham Press talks naughty business. Sexual topics to explore your whoredom. Good if you're new or kinky Yoda. Gotham Press Podcast. The dirty kingsters your parents warned you about. Hi, guys. Hey, Lala. So how was uh, Lala's Land this go-round? It was fun. Count Boogie's a naughty, naughty man. <laughs> Fingers. <laughs> Bob Ramen. So but are you a uh, an evil villain? That was a villain laugh right there. I do have my evil moments. There is a cognitive dissonance all the time. My good versus evil. Usually, the evil in the form of uh, you know mayhem is is a little more fun. But I do like good sometimes. Just sometimes. I like evil all the time. So I'm the only good one left on the podcast. Okay. No, I'm good, but I like... It balances the equation. So first things first on today's lovely episode featuring Cow Boogie, something nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) So Boogie, are you a movie person? Do you enjoy movies? I do. I well, I'm a little out of the movie game. I have in folders about 500 movies, but I stopped collecting movies about 12 years ago. So literally there's 12 years of movies that I've seen like maybe a handful of. So if anything over 12 years, I'm I am a big movie fan. Okay. I asked this because with how 2020 went movies just weren't coming out anymore for real um right. a lot of things tried to do the straight to digital version some hit some missed netflix has announced that they are going to come out with a new movie every week this year a new a new movie that would have been released in the theaters just a new netflix original every week this year oh i'm assuming that's not going to be a super high budget feature have you seen any of the Netflix movies? They are pretty, pretty well done. Is it like TV movie? I mean, because obviously they're not going to, you know, they're not going to dump 150 mil a week into, you know, creating these movies. It's kind of like the made for TV movie like level ish. It depends on the movie because they have some like some real big star power behind some of these movies. Like they okay. got uh, The Rock. Uh, they got Chris Hemsworth. Uh, they got Ryan Reynolds, uh, Gal Gadot. So they got some big names. So they're more about story than uh, than high budget effects and stuff like that. It, that's the thing. They're all different kinds of movies. Okay. I bet they're going to be Hallmark. That kind of. Uh, I don't know if it'll be Hallmark level. Like that quality, though. When a girl huh. gets her period, starring <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> We got to go to the store and get some tampons for this kid. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why that sounds so entertaining all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm I, telling you, that's, all, that's 90% of Hallmark, at least from 20 years ago. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. the rock. I'm sorry, but you broke me. The Rock getting a period. No, he's like the dad or the, the like weird uncle or something. That's trying to help navigate the changes of life in the young girl blossoming into a woman, you know, with her crotch bleeding for the first time and not knowing how to handle it. 
There's an obstacle there. There's compelling fucking relationship shit. And then there's the awkwardness of, you know, handling it. That sounds more of like an after school special from the 80s. Not if you add lasers and Egyptian <laughs> mummies to it. Oh, I didn't know we had mummies. Yeah, because this is set in the Egyptian times. So it's Scorpion King. The Scorpion King is now like the uncle or the dad, Ra or whatever, you know, Egyptian god. And then, you know, Sekhmet or, you know, whatever is, is gets her period. And he's got to go fight mummies and shit. To get whatever, I don't know what the hell they roll up, you know, dead sheep or something, you know, <laughs> with cow dung or something, you know, camel poop. Maybe camel they need, poop the, they need the gotta, money wrappings. <laughs> yeah, he's got to figure it out. Yeah. And while all of a sudden, while she's getting, you know, coming of age, he's got to explain shit to her, how to kill mummies and be a woman at the same time. I'm sure there's <laughs> a story there. Hold on, the rock explaining how to be a woman. That beautiful, right there. Right. That, that's it. That's it. Hundred million dollars. I got a tear going down my cheek right now just thinking about <laughs> the rock emoting. You're so sensitive. It's true. I am. Are you? Wait. Hold on. Wait. No. Wait. Yeah. Boogie. What? Do you know what the word sensitive means? Well, I mean, in theory. Yes, but, you know, as, you know, someone with a lot of mental issues, you got to constantly cram that shit down because butthurt just equals suicide, man. You just got to shove it down there. So, yeah, I'm very sensitive, but I have to work really, really hard to not care. Ah, okay. I see how it goes now. Does that make sense? It does. It makes okay. perfect sense. You asked me to be here. Just remember that. <laughs> I did, and I do not regret it at all. I warned you, and I warned you. What was the warning? I just want to be nosy. No, I, you, you, you just kind of get what you get. You know, I don't have that much of a filter. So you're oh. going to hear about fucking camel poop dildo <laughs> tampons. Camel poop dildo tampons. And, you know, consenting, you know, dog bestiality mating rituals i don't know wow you know what we'll get what we get this is the this is the perverted version of gotham press <laughs> <laughs> i should have probably asked what your format is before i came on you're like you know this is a cooking show right and i'm like oh whoops i'm sorry let's talk about Making crepes. I mean, you can get cake. crepes are good. I like, you know, the little thing that you swirl around on the hot plate thing. Very crepey. Oh, crepey. And then I roll it up, stuff it in a condom, and shove it in Lala. What? Ooh, except I'm not into food stuff. But the food will be into you. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> These are the jokes, kids. Oh. In front of a Starbucks. <laughs> in front of a Starbucks. Living my it. living my dream. We love it. <laughs> this is the dream of so many. So many, I'm sure. Because everybody um, wants to be part of a kinky podcast, right? Absolutely. So, well, okay. So, Greedy's not able to be on right now. He's having trouble with his Zencaster. But he is texting. And since you guys were talking about food, he's... Saying dildo cookies need to happen here. Oh, pussy cookies. Oh, pussy cookies. Well, pussy cookies. Come on. My for you guys, fame. maybe with a hole in it, right? But dildo cookies for the gals. Well, that's what pussy cookies oh. are. Pussy they, cookies are not the pussy cookies are are the act of taking cookie dough, rolling it up in plastic, putting it in condoms. And then fucking someone with it until they come or get really aroused, taking it out, unwrapping the cookie dough, and then baking the cookie. That's what the pussy cookies are. Oh, but but there's no juice of the of the vagina on the dough, right? Because you wrapped it no. up. No, no, that's why that's why you wrap it up and wrap. I'm sure there's some fucking pigs out there that are like, fuck yeah, I want a juicy pussy pussy cookie. But that's called guaranteed UTI, and we're not going to do that. 
Oh, God. So, yeah, you put it in, and that way, so technically, no, the dough doesn't touch, but it's exciting when somebody hands you a plate of cookies and you and you know that dough was inside of them. I did a whole party at the club I used to work at, and we had a pussy cookies party. I made a song. I did a whole thing. We've done this on my show a bunch of times. And uh, literally turned the entire kitchen into like the Keebler Pussy Cookie Elf Factory. And we all sat in there rolling up. Everyone brought their own doughs and they made homemade doughs and, you know, vegan recipes and all sorts of shit. And then we vegan made dildos. Huh? Vegan recipes? Yeah, there's vegan, whatever. I don't know. It's fucking grains and birds and twigs, you know, bird spit or whatever the hell they put in those things. <laughs> and And so, you know. I'm not going to eat it. So I'm just, you know, going to nod and go, that's great. Yeah. Thumbs up. Be supportive. Right. Come on. Don't be a bitch. So, and then they would go into the rooms and then they would have play scenes and fuck each other with the dildos and then come in and then we'd bake the cookies. The whole dungeon smelled like cookies the whole night. It was amazing. 11 people. Cause I made little, little things, little laminates. That said, you know, I made pussy cookies. And believe me, those chicks wanted that fucking award. <laughs> Every one of them. And they all took pictures with them and posted on their Fat Life pages. It was great. Eleven of them played. And there was one point I walked down the hall, you know, because there was a lot of rooms down this hallway, like six or seven rooms in one hallway. And in one walk, I looked left to right to left to right. And I saw four separate cookie dildos d-o-u-g-h see it's a little clever dildo get it because of dough yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, did. I did that yeah and i saw four different women with dildos inside of them in various stages of moaning coming laughing uh just and it was amazing it was amazing to be that silly and fun and everyone had a good time pussy cookies you got to do it well, that sounds I, hilarious. I don't got to do it, but um, it sounds like it could have been fun. <laughs> if we do it anal on you, we can call him famous anus. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my joke. Somebody actually wrote that in. It was amazing joke. Good joke. That's very so funny. About something. If you take the dough and just bake it as is in that in that form. Do you mm -hmm. now have a permanent dildo? I mean, you would have to. I Well, it would get brittle. Oh, that's true. That's true. And, you know, and then it would rip the condom. Well, and then, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it sounds good. I mean, uh, you could if you cooked it at the right temperature, which would take experimentation. And God damn it, we do love kinky science. Like if you figured out how to just unroll it and put it in and make like a little cookie loaf and then you cut a little cookie loaf and then you serve the little pieces of cookie loaf, you know, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be pretty cool indeed. Could be cool. I think it would be raw in the middle though. Well, once again, that's what the experiment is. What's the right temperature? What's, you know, for the thickness and the diameter, you know. Yeah. There's people that can bake that could figure it out. Yeah, probably. People bake? What? Say people bake. <laughs> There's a lot of people that bake. I used to be a baker, very briefly as a kid, as a teenager. I was. I was gonna say perverted podcast. One of the most perverted people in the world, Count Boogie, is a baker. I well, I mean, you know, for like three weeks, you know, in a market, you got to get in there at three in the morning and do all the things, and you know. But yeah, yeah, I totally made all the cookies and little danishes and shit and breads and you know. That's like for real kitchen in there. When you start getting into those bakeries in the markets, the panderias and stuff like that, they don't mess around. I'm not saying I was good at it. They moved me to the deli after a few weeks. <laughs> but I did it. Were you eating all the dough? Is that why? No. No, I wasn't fat then. I was, <laughs> I, you know, my compulsion was not as bad when I was 17. The eating disorders really took off in the you know in the later 20s oh gosh <laughs> oh god all right all right let me rein this back in since our micromanager isn't doing so <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not being a good manager it's okay it's all right you're trying your best 
So, micromanager. Yeah. We have a word because we have a giveaway finally. Oh yes, we do. Amazing giveaway. I do. Tell the listeners. Oh, we're giving away. Yeah. Hey, hey, Boogie. You could probably put in for this uh, drawing, by the way. Um, Thief of Dreams created this amazing flogger. Um, he's got now he's on Etsy. He's got his own shop. It's called Thief's Touch. And uh, he makes these amazing floggers. And he donated one to us to give away. So fantastic. What are you going to do? I mean, because it's a flogger. You're not talking. It's not like some crappy keychain. You know, no. it's a, it's a flogger. This is something that somebody can keep for a long time what's the name of his etsy page it's called thief's touch thief's touch okay good thief's touch on etsy and yep. so he's selling these things if these if if people want to go to him does he do custom orders he does he he made a cat of nine tails it was amazing for uh one of our sponsors actually um which we haven't talked about our sponsors awesome we have not that was coming up next <laughs> do sponsors? we do have sponsors god damn <laughs> it's got to be cool it can't be like oh you know send in you know answer some dumb question it's got to be something you got to make a video someone's got to (laughs) make some sort of video and there should be some sort of anal involved you know awesome on to something we really should kick it up and have people like they have to draw us something or they have to send us a video. I like that. You say actually make them work for their prize? Yeah, yeah. for a vlogger, fucking that's a that's a good prize. It's not like I said, if it's a keychain, it's like, okay, the first ten people to email us and tell us how great we are, we'll send you a stupid keychain. You know? But a vlogger, <laughs> that's a TikTok video with your name in it. There's gotta be something. They gotta go stand on a mountain or something, you know, <laughs> like fucking you know, go smack a bear in the titty or something and like run from it while it's holding a Gotham Press podcast sign. You know, I gotta do something. I like it. Up the game, you know? Yeah. You know what's gonna happen from this, right? What? Our listeners are gonna be so upset. It's like they put Boogie on there and now they're making this work for the prizes instead yeah. of just entering like they used to. It's a I, vlogger. I want to win this vlogger, but they won't let me. No, we can't win the You're... vlogger. It's got to be for the goddamn listeners. I, Thank I, you, buddy. I listen. I <laughs> <laughs> listen every week. <laughs> it should be a Plant the Gotham Press podcast contest. And then you do it for like a month and you say, whoever does it, you know, in this month and go plant the flag and they hold up a little sign. You know, we have bumper stickers. We could have them put bumper stickers like on a tree or something. Or put it across your boobs and then go like, you know, flash in a market or something. Get yourself arrested. Get maced by a cop. You know, do something. (laughs) Go to go to go to the look. Obviously, I'm a guest. So (laughs) what I say isn't legally binding. You guys can just be like the fucking guy. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. We would never do that. Oh god. Well, we will come up with something that is uh, safe and sane, um, but but represents us. Yeah, awesome. We'll we'll talk about that later. We definitely will. I'm trying to remember what it is on uh, perverted podcast that uh, Kathy says about Boogie's views not representing. The- Everybody the else, the boogie does not represent those of Kathy. <laughs> the, the boogie do not represent those of the Gotham Press podcast. He is merely a guest. I am a guest. Goddamn right. <laughs> there was a warning. It was, and it's great still. So, listeners, uh, we'll work on making you do more for for our prizes because our prizes are worth it. Goddamn it! But okay, for listen, this one, this, listen to this really quick in in Greedy's voice. NSA, stop listening. (laughs) (laughs) NSA, stop listening. Yes. All right. right. But for this week, um, the entry, to get an entry, is going to be, as usual, giving us a call either to Candy Sweetbox or sending a text. uh, The word touch, because a lot of us are touch-starved right now. We need it. 
Yeah, Boogie's not going to agree to this. He doesn't like this this plan. We need to do something bigger and better. Well, I'm just looking guy. the other way right now. I'm just watching entitled idiots get their stupid Starbucks coffees. All right. Uh, it happens. All right. So moving forward. Lala, I got yes. a question. All right. All right. We understand that you are in your late 60s. Yes. And or early 60s. Let's not go too far. You're in your Lala, 60s, Don't Don't Whoa. believe her. <laughs> oh, she says you're not. I, I turned 60 in October. You your voice sound. sounds like you're 23. <laughs> nope, I, nope. I thought this topic was talking shit about me. Boogie, here's the thing. Lala, okay. for a very long time, has told everybody that she is in her 60s. Nobody believes it right. because it's not true, right. but she keeps saying it. So she wants it to be true. So I found an article about the most popular kink amongst those over 60. Okay. What is so it? Lala, well, no, no, Lala, what is, what is oh. your most popular kink? Uh, CNC. 60, right? Yeah. CNC. Mm. CNC. Really? Yes. Good. Consensual non-consent. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I think you should have Boogie excited. Well, I hope so. How's your top ramen doing? It's at the uh it's at the ramen stage still. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna poke it a couple times. But I can't. There's people around, but I can just poke it a little. Hey there, little guy. Hey. Hey. Consensual non consent. You wanna come out for a little time? <laughs> Lala's here. You wanna see wanna say hi Lala? Okay, okay. No, not working. No, I'm, all right. Okay. It's right. Well, here's the thing. The article itself was a little bit misleading because what it actually says is BDSM is the most popular kink among those over 60. I'm like, but BDSM and kink are pretty much the same stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, ish. I mean, it depends on your words. I mean, they probably don't have... You know, if, if this article was written by non-kinky people, then they they don't have all the definitions. But the BDSM would usually refer to the dominance, submission, and power exchange, where the kink is actually just the activity. Ah, okay. So, so like spanking is a kink, knife play is a kink, BDSM, the is more of the dominant submissive power exchange kind of thing. Ah, maybe I don't okay. fucking know anymore. So maybe it wasn't wrong. Maybe I was just misreading it. All right. But apparently people over 60 are really getting it in nowadays. At least now it's more well known that it's being gotten in. Right. I'm pretty sure that people over 60 have been doing it for since people have been over 60. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay. I mean, they just didn't, it is, they called it different things and it was done in different ways. And, you know, the people that did it a lot probably didn't talk about it much. So right. there wasn't a lot of education around that. Wait, what, are you saying that people don't talk about their sexual prowess and adventures? Who doesn't uh, do that? Yeah, you, usually that, that isn't the case. You know, more so now, obviously, but in the uh, the golden age of earth and humanity a lot of those things were not talked about and so a lot of people don't even know that they're kinky they just know that they like certain certain pinches and bites and things and they fantasize about you know being restricted in their movements or but they're scared to talk to other people about it yes and so therefore it manifests itself into negative behaviors <laughs> negative behaviors and they put the put themselves in risky situations and Ah, uh, wait until it builds up so much that they do things that are, you know, non-consensual. Yeah. So you mean those people that uh go and meet a stranger at a hotel for whatever reasons, hoping yeah. to, to get that little bit. Without a safe call, without all the things that those of us that talk about this are able to put in place. Or just getting into situations where you're like, oh, well, I read this erotic novel. And it says, you know, I'm supposed to do everything this person tells me if I'm a real submissive. And then that person, 
doesn't know better either. And then they're telling you, or they're an abuser and they're telling, you know, you can get yourself in trouble that way. Yep. Nobody wants that. Nope. Huh. Um, so it, all it said was BDSM. It didn't give any examples of kids. Just, well, all it did is said that people that are over 60 are, you know, getting more into our, the article itself says they are getting more into BDSM because mm-hmm. it's more well known now because of movies and media and the world is like, hey, everybody should know everything nowadays. Yeah, yeah I, I've definitely seen a, a shift in the conversations people are willing to have, which I think is amazing. And especially when you start getting older, like especially for the men, things like we've been joking about this show. Things don't work as well as they used to. So some some men have a lot of problems with erectile dysfunction and impotence once they're over 60. So you still want to have connections with people and you still want to be sexual with somebody. So kink and BDSM, they give you a lot of different opportunities to still be sexual, to still connect with a partner that maybe aren't all about fucking. Right. And that's good. So... What you're saying, Boogie, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not all about the sex? Well, it depends on how you view sex or what you view as sex. There's a lot of different definitions out there. But yeah, for some people, uh, if sex to you is fornication, then no, kink isn't always all about fucking. Right, which actually kind of leads into our uh, next topic, which is something that was brought up by Brad Steele. Uh, who is one of our other sponsors who does amazing adult pacifiers. Right, Lala? Ooh, pacifiers are good. Yes, he does. Have you? Do you have a pacifier? Uh, for myself, no, but I, I have bunches of them. Well, I used to because, you know, I'm a daddy. So, of course, I have littles, and some of those littles, not all of them, um, are age regression down to pacifier level. Um, so, but once again, really important, you can go to the 99 cent store and get the crappy little cookie monster passy, but it doesn't fit an adult mouth. It's you got to really work to keep it in your mouth and keep it at kind of the end of your lips and stuff like that. That's why it's really good to have people that can make adult pacifiers that are the right size for an adult mouth. And that way, especially if you want to keep it in for a while, um, it's, it's been really good. And there are now, because age play and littles has grown so much and the communities have grown so much and people are discovering it. You now have people that are providing products that are for adults. Right. And with Brad Estelle, he, every one of his passes is custom made. So that's great. Contact him and say, Hey, I would like a passy in this type and this style. And he will do his best to accommodate. That's great. Yeah, they're colorful and fun, and and he puts ribbons on them or click clips on them so you don't lose them. They're they're perfect in every way. And if I was a little, I definitely would own several. That's very that's that's very cool. Does uh does this person have an Etsy? Or where do they sell them? Uh, they do not have an Etsy. They have an Instagram, and you just contact them either through there or on FetLife and get your pacifier made. There's a link in the show notes uh, directly to to reach out. Very good. Very cool thing to have. Yeah. I mean, so, if you want a pacifier. Okay. <laughs> <If you want laughs> so the topic suggestion that Brad Steele put in was actually about collars and collaring, like as far as the depth of collaring, you know, what is it like to do, be collared in person? How is it nowadays with everybody having to be online? Are you able to be collared online? When you're collared that way, is it for play? Is it like a full dynamic still? Is it a pet? Is it a pet collar? You know, like what kind of collar? Or well, there's a bunch of different types of collaring, but with things now, uh, with everybody being far away and not being able to be in person, is collaring still as meaningful at this point? I would say even more so now because of the pandemic and our separation from people, because you don't have that ability to have physical contact with someone, but you can connect through your rituals and through your collarings. I know my uh, 
primary, the most primary person in my group that I have, which is Mew from my show, um, she's off in med school on the other side of the country right now. So obviously we aren't together anymore experiencing our physical contact and the things that we do in our dynamic, uh, you know, in real time. But she does have the collar I have for her. And then there's times where she puts that on and that gives her the ability over long distance to feel connected to me because she knows that's my collar and, and she puts it on and sometimes she'll say I'm wearing the collar and then she asks me permission to take it off. We can do rituals uh, and things like that, which we don't do a whole lot of protocol and rituals um, with her because that's not our dynamic. But it really gives you the ability to connect even in play because for some people, it, the collar can represent 100,000 things to 100,000 people. True. But if it's something that helps you feel center and connected to somebody that you are either playing with or have an actual dynamic with, I think even more so now than pre-pandemic, that collars are, are a significant part of what people are doing to maintain that connection. Okay. Very nice. Lala? Yeah. Are you collared? Um, I wear a collar when I am with Radler, when he chooses to put it on me. But mostly that's for when he wants me to be in a certain mindset. We don't, I don't wear it religiously. I don't think many people wear collars religiously. <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? Posture collars and all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts <laughs> of wacky reasons someone wear. I mean, people wear it just for the look. Some people, some People wear it to kind of ward off predators, you know, people that are going to come up to them because oh, sure. in some dungeons it, it's, you know, some people think it's you're owned if you're wearing a collar. Yeah. Um, and so they won't approach. Like I, I don't talk to people who have collars in a predatory way, in my normal predator, get my dick inside you way um, <laughs> until I ask. Is that collar for show? Or do you have a do you have a I don't say so what you're saying is you normally talk in a predatory way? Yes, I do. Every fucking time. Every fucking woman that I am attracted to or think I am attracted to, I am going to speak to that person. And I'm going to say this is who I am and this is what I'm about. And if you don't like it, then you can reject me and I know how to deal with fucking rejection. But yes, I am a predator. That's what I do. I'm going to fucking smell you out. And if I can, then you're. I'm going to see if you want to be prey. If you're not a bottom, I'm going to find that out real quick. And then we're going to be like top bros. So, yeah. Top bros. <laughs> oh, yeah. I switch quick because I have no desire to hunt. Uh, uh, I, I don't need to convert a lesbian to penis and I don't need to convert a top to being a bottom like oh like it's like a, I don't need the fucking challenge there's enough women out there that identify as bottoms that want to be prey and I want to find those when you say prey does that mean you're um what is that fetish Ugh. Um, primal primal are you primal yeah yeah, we're all primal. No, I know. Being human. You have all those instincts. You have an entire half of your brain that's primal. I know, but I'm saying there's that fetish where where there's they they do a thing where they are all primal and get go crazy and like go hunting for submissive <laughs> in like the woods and like they set up a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to go in the woods. I mean, I'm sure that's fine, you know, to just trudge through bear poop and you know things. <laughs> But or I could just, you know, see if you want to play and gur and bite and slash and knife and and scratch and all those things. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's fine to do too. But yeah, there's it's a spectrum just like anything. But yeah, I, I definitely identify as primal, but I, I throw it out there to the person and give them the ability to choose for themselves because I'm only hitting on adults. Right. Yeah. So if I let you know, hey, uh, you know, what are you into? You know, oh, you're not into that. Okay, well, then now I know that I'm not going to pursue anymore. Okay, now we'll just be buddies and, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. Not a big deal. How do we get on this topic? I got I'm not really on. sure. I'm not sure. turned on for a minute. Oh, oh. collaring. <laughs> collaring, yes. yes. Well, yeah, because, yes. you know, collars can be worn for different things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I used to wear a wedding ring um, in my 20s and 30s because I was tired of getting hit on. So I can understand why people would want to wear a collar, especially like to a crowded dungeon setting if you're going by yourself or with a bunch of girls. I, did, I, work? did the wedding ring work? Because I know no. a lot of guys that cue in on that because <laughs> now they know you're not, you're, they're not, you're not going to try to marry them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. They, there was always the testing, the prodding, the, right. you know, how long have you been married and you know, that kind of thing. So, right. So are you interested in cheating on your husband right now in my car? by sucking Yeah. Basically. My dick? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, yeah. I don't need that competition. Don't care. There's enough single women out there. Right. Yep. Yeah. And if I was interested, I wouldn't wear a wedding ring. I'd be on the prowl myself. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Lala, I'm trying to imagine you on the prowl. <sighs> you know, back in my sexy days. <laughs> funny. I was always on the prowl. See, you yeah. are a predator. You're primal no. or your primal prey. Yeah. I, well, I guess. No, I mean, I was always looking for that person, you know, but. So wait a minute, though. You you said CNC is your biggest kink. Yeah. So that's kind of primal predator prey, isn't it? Yeah, I'm the prey. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, you got to find someone who's willing to do it, you know, because yeah. it's, it's, it can be scary for people. But that's oh, the part you mean I, it as, the, as the top. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like I don't want to go to jail or kill someone kind of fear. Yeah. 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 That exactly. is definite. That is definitely something you have to think of. That's why it's good to get to know someone before you just jump into a CNC dynamic. Yes. And to talk about it and communicate it. Yes. First. I just don't walk in the room and smack you in the face and rape your ass. Not in because that could be real rape. Ouch. Oops. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Scary. But I digress from an <laughs> awesome to topic yet again. Sorry. Let's go back to collaring. So um, awesome. Have you ever collared someone? Have I? <laughs> Or, or awesome, or you. Well, I know you have boogie, but awesome, have you? I have not. I've never had the opportunity to, to collar anyone. Okay, all right. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not that. Lala, you Yo. know me. I've only been in this thing for like six years. You have to be in at least like twenty before you can collar somebody, right? What? That's BS. The fuck? Who told you that fucking bullshit? <laughs> it, I was joking. <laughs> I was joking. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see your face and your inflections and shit on audio. You never yeah. know. Somebody be like, yes, the old guard is. You have to start as a slave. <laughs> and then it's you must true. serve as a slave. It's true. And then, you did. Yeah, there's a whole group of, you know, that is a whole way. And then all of a sudden people said, do we have to do that? And then somebody brave, some bra I don't know who it was. Joe, it was or, Joe or Janet Kinky stood up and said, you know, you don't have to do it that way, right? And everyone went, <laughs> I don't know. You just actually just, you know, find things that you like and then talk to other people and then find what they like and then just, you know, go do that. And everyone went, oh. Boogie, and, that, and that's when that Taylor, old Taylor, guard died. Home improvement. What? I was saying with your sound with your sound effects. All I was thinking was uh, tools. Uh, blah, blah, home improvement. Uh, uh, yeah, true. That's what we just talked about. This there's still it's more. I think old guard and leather is now more authentic, even though it is way way anemically smaller than it used to be because now it's the people that really connect to the leather lifestyle. They connect to the old guard. That's how they choose to do it because that's what they desire and want to do. And it used to be everyone kind of did it because the next person that's older than you suggest, this is how everyone has to do it. And if you're a male, you're a top. And if you're a female, you're a submissive. You know, and so everyone kind of did it and it wasn't that authentic. And there was a lot, a lot of infighting. 
And now, because people know they don't have to do that, only the people that really do want to do that, do that. And everyone else can just do what they want to do. Yay! It's like a oh, happy world. Yay! Woot! Everybody's happier now. <laughs> Woot! <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You're all W-O-O-T. Hello. Hello. That's me celebrating. <laughs> celebrating. Like, woot. Hello. I'm totally... You guys know I'm from the San Fernando Valley, right? You know I'm in the San Fernando Valley right now? You know, that's where we invented this language. Hello. Paris Hilton learned it from me. <laughs> the Kardashians would sound like literally like stoic bankers if it wasn't for me in the San Fernando Valley. Just remember that. Okay. You specifically. That's what we taught them. <laughs> All right. You are brilliant in every way. Thank you for sure. Every- totally. Yeah. Everything away. Totally. Gag me. Okay. All right. So yeah. moving slightly away from the collars and collar conversation, we are in a brand new year, right? 2020 yeah. is done, over with. Kick that shit away. 2021. Yep. Things are starting to happen again. Like, but not in the exact same way. Like, events aren't really like getting together and meeting at munches and things. Everything's happening online now. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Really? There are some private parties happening here and there. Oh. Yes. With select few. Okay. Well, not as, but not as. I mean, COVID parties, right? You mean let's get infected parties, right? No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I no, know. no, no, no. Everyone's been tested at these parties before they go to these parties type parties. Everyone yeah. social distances and wears their things, right? No. Yes. Happening. Yes, supposedly. I'm that in is- Los Angeles where there's a 19 fucking percent infection rate. Oh. So I'm a little bit, I guess, bitchier <laughs> about I, what people are doing. I can understand that. Yeah. There's well, no beds no, here. If I die, if, if I get anything, hope I don't have a stroke because there's no beds. Right. No beds. Sorry. There's my grant. I, where you know, it's pretty you bad know, in Bakersfield, too. I don't know what the percentage is, but our numbers are over 800 every day. So That's crazy for Bakersfield. Yeah, that Do we have 800 people in the city? That's what I'm <laughs> saying. You guys are like at 92% infection rate <laughs> daily. Yeah, I'd rather not. Like you're importing people to get sick. <laughs> Got to keep our numbers up. Well, I mean, technically, L.A. does ship some of the quote-unquote vagrants to Bakersfield. So, Well, we got a few of those here. I like the word vagrant. That's funny. <laughs> Look at you, you cads, you cad rogue <laughs> vagrant. How dare you, sir? You hobo. <laughs> with your little pack and your little scarf around the end of a stick with your life's belongings in it. Go hop on a train, why don't you? you? Go hop on the train. <laughs> Sing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Your face is painted like that sad, fucked up clown from Barnum and Bailey's wow. Animal Abuse Circus. Oh, that that just turned really sad. I, um, I'm a, what? No, oh, let, let's go back. Awesome. What were you going to say? Twenty twenty one. What I was saying is, as people are trying to get back to whatever the new quote-unquote normal is, what's that look like for, like, events and play spaces and even dynamics? Like, how is that looking in the new year? Huh. It doesn't look like anything right now because nobody can go anywhere or do anything. Well, that's the thing. Nobody can go anywhere or do anything, but things are still happening. Like... I know that online, even tonight, I know that there are at least two events happening um, that I could have been a part of. Um, I know that on this coming Friday, I'm hosting an event for uh, the local community, our lifestyle discussion, which hasn't happened since January of last year or mm-hmm. February, maybe. I forget. It's been, it's been, look, 2020 was a long decade, okay? So are, you, are you just saying that, that things are going to start happening online more because people are sick of not having anything, so they're going to make more of an effort to have stuff available? 
Well, that's what I'm seeing happening is, you know, I'm having my, the Wednesday event. I'm hosting that. I'm start. I'm going to start doing the Friday, the uh, monthly Friday event. Um, I know that Brad Steele, he's going to start doing the Bottoms Club again. Mm-hmm. Uh, next month, he said he's going to start up Tiny Time again for the littles. So and all that's going to be virtual. Yeah, all that's going to be virtual. But this is this the new normal going forward now as people went an, an almost entire year without these, these things. I think, cause I always think something. So here's, here comes my clever <laughs> bullshit. Go for it. That might, might or not. I think what we have seen in a really rough year, at least socially, uh, you know, there's places obviously in the world where they're suffering a lot more than we are in Los Angeles and Bakersfield, but it has been a rough year and I've lived in a car for that year. So I, I know it hasn't, it hasn't been great, but people are, are starting to adapt and find those ways. People are very tenacious. And so even though there's been changes and people have had to do more things online, no matter what we adapt, cause that's what, that's what biology and, and that's what humans do. We adapt to things as vaccines start making their way and and more things start opening up hopefully in the next few months the vaccines will get to a level to where certain people feel comfortable or maybe there'll be like vaccine parties where if you can bring proof of your vaccine you can get into certain things i mean they're they're floating around so many different ideas of how we're going to acclimate ourselves back socially no matter what it's going to take a long time before people feel comfortable going into big parties it's yeah. i mean there's some people that are going to be like fuck it i'm ready i'm going to go but i always think that no matter what and this is this is what happens after every big change in society that you know i'm sure they went through this in the early 1900s with the super you know pandemic that they had what that looks like there's always going to be some changes and i think in some ways the online and the virtual connections is good because that means there's going to be more classes and more munches online and and there's going to be more sharing of information because of that people that couldn't get to munches or people in different cities and states at least in the u.s that can't get to those munches physically we now have ways to communicate with people virtually because a lot of people didn't know about zoom and zencaster and all of these things that we now do to connect is actually probably going to end up being real positive of course we're going to get back to our dungeons and our fucking and our kink live but i think it's going to be you're going to see both of those things kind of hand in hand, hopefully building a better experience and more education. Okay. Uh, that, that, that feels like a hand clap moment. Thank you, Boogie. Well done. Thanks. It was probably uh, a bullshit. I don't know. I think about a lot of shit. Uh, you know? I'm sure I'll find some hand claps to splice in there for you. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Let's keep being positive, you know. Hey, I, positivity is a great thing. We kind of need that these days. You, you got to have a little bit of hope, you know, because, you you know, if not, you're just a miserable POS, you know. You just got to find something. And nobody wants to be that. No, I've been that, you know, for decades. I, I am miserable, whiny, butthurt POS. I did that for decades. And now I just am like, okay, there's got to be something I can be grateful for. And. And I'm very grateful for the technology that has not only allowed me to do my show, which helps people stay connected, not just to kink, but to just other humans. I'm just very happy to see how many people are communicating more and how many more classes there are and that that's the advancement of knowledge. And and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, me too. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, okay. All right. Do we have anything else? Because I think that was the last thing I had on the rundown. Oh, uh, we have one other thing. Uh, sadly, Thief could not be here tonight, so I'll do his segment. Um, okay. He found a bunch of social media accounts, and he said he wants to kind of put them out there for people because, for some reason, not everybody's on Fet Life. They should be, but not everybody is. Um, So he found different like Instagrams, Twitters that try to get the good word of kink out there. Um, You know, much like Boogie's Church does. 
Hey man, the church cock. Church but cock. You have a church? I don't I listen do. to you. It's a church of consensual kink, which spells Ooh. cock. Um, and do you have a sermon like every week or something? Is that your podcast? I have semen. What? Do your I podcast. Put semen in you? What? I thought you didn't <laughs> like food play. <laughs> um, awesome. You better say what that link is real fast before we get into to naughty business. What, naughty my link? No. Oh. He's introducing the, the link, link to semen? What? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of stringy when it comes out. I guess it could like stretch, you know. If you put your ear up to it, maybe it could do that telephone thing with just a line of spooge. Two cups and a line of, you just like come on one of them and then you know twist it together and like pull them apart and see if it'll stretch and then go hello hello we are semen talking <laughs> I am talking to semen under the sea what <laughs> wow no boogie she was saying as far as the account that uh, thief found for this episode <clears throat> this is from uh, Lena Dune uh, her Instagram is at ask a sub uh, it's a place for submissive questions uh she explores the triumphs and challenges of practicing bdsm uh whether that's in a 24 7 relationship or just in a friends with benefits that you really trust she does kink memes and just kind of tries uh -oh. to get the word of kink out there very good very good very good, very good. So I think that's the last thing I had. Lala, did you have anything else? Uh, no, because no, life. Because I am an exhausting person. Lala is like, can we get this fucking guy off of the show? No, 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 wait, wait. I have to ask, what is the Church of Cock? What, where, when do you do it? What is it? It's Perverted Podcast. That's our show. It's, we, that's our congregation. They are part of the Church of Cock. Kathy coined, my co-host Kathy, coined the, she's like, oh, what about Church of Consensual Kink? And I'm like, cock? And she laughed, and I'm like, that's it. Well, that's <laughs> what we are. Okay. And people are grammar Nazis, and they're like, you can't say Church of Cock, because it's like saying the Church of Church of Cock. And I'm like, fuck off. It's the Church of Cock. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry that I don't listen to your podcast. I just don't have time in my life. No, you're not. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry at all. Your life is better for not listening. I, I did come and watch you once, and, and that was you fine. Well, now we're back well, to the steaming again. God, you really are sexually aggressive. I am so sexually aggressive. You have to shame her into it. It's good. Wait, what? You have to shame me into it? Wait a minute. Awesome. Do you... Do you uh, fool around with Lala? Am I missing something here? I'm confused. I was just saying that, uh, Boogie, if you want her to listen, you have to shame her into listening to the podcast. Otherwise, she'll just... What's my podcast? No, I'm telling you, she's better off. I mean, she just got abused with an hour of my fucking insane ramblings about fucking The Rock with tampons and, and dog sex and, you know, bears and nipple tweakings and you know, I can't believe I remember the shit that comes out of my mouth. I won't remember it 10 minutes from now. All right. My listeners do that all the time. They're like, remember in show 273 when you said, I'm like, no, but it sounds like <laughs> some stupid <laughs> thing I would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, I had fun with you and I'm glad that you were on and I don't feel like you were crazy <laughs> off the wall. Maybe I'm just a little hunting bit. for validation, Lala. Don't you see? This is basic dude manipulation. I'm doing it. I'm I'm such a good <laughs> little soldier. Just validate me and say my cock's beautiful. We're cool. We're cool. Hey, Lala, do you have any I'm, what? Say that again. I said, Lala, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I can't wait to meet Top Ramen and, um, you know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, life will become normal again and we can all converge on one room and, and say, Hey, in person, um, I don't really have any final thoughts other than that, but I do have, uh, something greedy said is his final thought is that he does not like this app. <laughs> 
Awesome. Do you have any final thoughts? Well, fuck you, Greedy. This is how we're getting people from far away from now on, for the moment at least. Hey, Boogie? Yeah. Boogie, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. Do you want to pimp out your podcast at all? I thought we did. Didn't we say like perverted podcast like 800 times? I want to pimp out the 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 pacifiers and the flogger guys. Uh, Boogie, thank you for being on. It was a great happening. Awesome, Lala, and all the other people that sort of tried to get on but couldn't get on. And, of course, your amazing listeners. Thank you so much for letting me be here. You have a great show. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. Thank you, Boogie. We can't wait till next time. Loving Licky Fish Tacos. Mmm, fish tacos. <laughs> all I heard was something, something tacos. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we should end now. Awesome. Do you have any final thoughts real quick? Uh, Boogie, thanks for coming on. Happy to have you. Uh, Lala, as usual, you've been lovely and beautiful. And uh, with that, we are out. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, Boogie. I love you guys. Love you. We'll see you again someday.